the vibes. Another night of the NBA playoffs. You're now listening to the Hoop Genius podcast brought to you by NBA 2K22. Moments here alongside real name, no gimmicks, BJ Armstrong in the building. <laughs> we have three games, plenty to discuss. We're going to whip through around the league, break down the three games we saw last night. If you want to hear about the other games, check out yesterday's episode and so on and so forth because we're here Monday to Friday every morning breaking down all of the NBA playoffs. So, BJ, how are you doing this evening? Woo! Mo, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, Mo, I was very concerned with that Phoenix Suns game. Mm. What a nice win. What a nice win. Very well-played game. You know, the score didn't indicate how close this game really was. Yeah. And you know what? You got to give Phoenix credit. They, uh, You got to give credit. You know, New Orleans came to win and Phoenix had to show up. I love the adjustments that you know that 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 that, that coach Monty made. He went big tonight, Mo. Yo, he had them twin tower lineups. Aiton and JaVel on the court at the same time, then he had JaVel and Biombo on the court at the same time. On the court. Yeah. He went big to counter the athleticism. I like I like the adjustments that that you make, right? You know, um Sometimes you have a bad matchup. And for the most part, they are the most athletic team. They're probably the biggest team. Their bigs are all athletic and play fast, switch, so forth and so on. But Jackson Hayes, Larry Nash Jr., those guys are big and athletic as well. And Monty decided, you know, Coach Williams decided to counter that with athleticism and uh, it worked. So great win. You can take a little breath, but not long, because this guy, Grant, Grant Theft Alvarado, is that what you guys call him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was giving CP. <laughs> you know, I was just watching the game. I was watching the game with the family. My family, they love him. I was <laughs> yeah, just watching the game. You not, man. You got to love him, man. He's a hustler. He's a she real like, hustler. You know, my wife was like, she's like, BJ, why, why, why does he always touch Chris Paul? Like, what's going on? <laughs> is he like a professional pest? I was like. Yeah. I don't know, whatever it is, you know, um, hey, there's two things. I want to point this out more before we move on. Okay. We saw back-to-back games in which Kevin Durant's shot was blocked, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I think that's a first for me. Yeah. And then I've seen back-to-back games where CP3 has gotten like an eight-second call. Yeah. Uh, he's been harassed and hounded. One thing that oh. stood out to me about CP before the game, my boy – Jotham tweeted saying, I guarantee tonight CP hit someone on the inseam. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't take him long. He tried to kick Grand Theft Alvarado in the ball bag right there. And then, so take from that what you will. You can go check the tape. Chris Paul, I see you there. But Phoenix came away with a win. The standout player for me was Mikel Bridges. Four blocks and a steal. I said on Heat Check earlier, if you guys didn't see Heat Check, I suggest going watching it. It was a fun episode. But I said on Heat Check, he is the key to them stepping up and clearing out this rest of the series. He stepped up. Unfortunately, Brandon Ingram looked like he picked up an injury towards the end of that game. Something happened with his elbow. Yeah, I thought it was his finger. They reported it was his yeah, finger. Yeah, it was his finger. Yeah. It looked like That's something. They said. He was frustrated. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to me that, you know, the Phoenix Suns, they won this one. But like you said, it was a close game. And the Pelicans were within touching distance. But it felt like everything kind of went right. 
You know, they scored double the amount of threes that the Pelicans did. Their role players were clicking. Cameron Payne was knocking down shots. Crowder got into foul trouble before that. He was hitting those shots. You know, um, Bridges was lights out from behind the arc. How many finished with? Four from four from behind the arc and 12 from 17 from field. 31 from Bridges. 22 and 11 from Chris Paul. Like, everyone on the Phoenix Suns played really well. On the other hand, I feel like the Pelicans would be disappointed how they played on the offensive end of the floor. Their shots weren't falling like they usually would be. And um, they're going to have a few things to adjust and a few things to take care of when they go back home for game six because that double big lineup, how is coach Willie Green going to counter that? Because now Monty Williams has made his adjustment. He's putting two bigs on the floor at the same time. Do you think Willie Green can go small ball and try and run the bigs off the court and catch them on the blowbars? What's the counter for having two bigs on the court at the same time, BJ? You know, it's interesting. Well, I, I, you know, I called you and I told you, I was like, wow, why didn't I see that? You know, that kind of went, you know, I, I don't know what I was looking at, you know, I, I, you know, but that's why he's the coach and I'm just sitting at home on my couch looking at these games. He gets paid the big bucks. Um, I don't know what he does because, you know, you know, JaVale and, 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 uh, What's what's the big kid? Um, I can't think of his name. His son's name. Aiden. Escapes me. No, not Aiden. Uh, the kid for New Orleans. What's the big kid? Uh, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Jackson Hayes, Larry. Cam, Nance, yeah, Jackson Hayes. Yeah, Jackson Hayes. Yeah, Jackson Hayes and Javale. You know, they're like both seven foot athletic guys. Crazy right? athletic guys. Jump. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, they they both can run, dunk, jump. Then you have. Larry Nash Jr., mm-hmm. athlete. Mm-hmm. And then Valachunas is another big body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is kind of unusual, you know, in today's game. You know, in yesteryear, you know, that was kind of normal that you had, you know, big guys who could play. But I, I think he has to figure out how to get those guys off the floor if I'm Coach Green. Because clearly they don't have their athletic advantage which going big and athletic playing, you know, vertical basketball, Phoenix countered that. And that seemed to work. That was a nice adjustment, nice adjustment by the, by the, by the coaching staff. That was, that was well done. I was like, wow. Like how many coaches, first of all, have the guts to play three centers mm. <laughs> in, in a game. <laughs> and then you play in your centers together during the game and forcing the hand of the other coach. So clearly there's something that they see or the coaches see and coach green countered it immediately. He, he, he went in another direction with Jackson Hayes. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Are they going to go small? Uh, If they do go small, you know, it, it, we saw in the series of versus Brooklyn and the Celtics, when you go small, you give up rebounding. Mm -hmm. Now tonight, the only thing that, if I'm, you know, Coach Green, you got to shore up the 15 turnovers. Yeah, 100%. Phoenix got okay. 23 points off those turnovers. No, no, yeah. That, no, that's just free. That's free. That That's found money, you know. Mm-hmm. That's found gold right there. So they have to shore that up. But other than that, I thought it was a well-played game. I mean, Phoenix came out to win. Like, no, Phoenix came out, and I think they scored 30-something points in the first quarter. Yep. They came out. They 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 came out to fight. I love it when you come out to fight. And then you force the other team. But you know what? New Orleans hung around in there. 
And you know what, Mo? Say this. Mm. New Orleans should have been about, they should have been down 20-something. And they yeah. hung around. Yeah. And there were stretches it's, where they were within 10 points. And you're just watching, thinking, if they can make a shot here. They can make a shot. They yeah, can, yeah, they, they just, can cut it to like seven, six or seven. But they just couldn't. They couldn't execute on the offensive end. CJ just yeah, wasn't hitting around. like usual tonight on the offensive side of the ball. Brandon Ingram, like I said, he had that little injury, but he wasn't at his usual efficiency in that second half. First half, he started off fantastic in that first quarter. Slowed down a little bit in that second half. But we're going to have to see what happens in game six over in New Orleans. I know the arena is going to be packed. Yes. BJ, you think New Orleans can defend their home court or do you think the Suns will close this one out? I, I really do. Um, I, I think if the Suns are going to win this game, they're going to have to get up 10 early. Reason being is because this New Orleans team has been playing team basketball throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. They've stuck to the game plan. I think if they get down 10, just maybe, they may start trying to play a little individual basketball. Just maybe. I think they have to get down early. and You got to make them question do I really want to do the following? Do I want to have to go back to Phoenix and play again? Mm-hmm. Or do you just want to end your season? So I think if you get down 10, get down 15, kind of just stay there and say, hey, you got to play exceptional basketball. I think that's going to have to win it. However, the crowd's going to be fired up. And you know I love the new chant. Jose, 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 Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coming like so, a football charm, my brother. That's coming like a football Yeah, charm. I know. I know. I know. So I think it's going to be fired up. Certainly, you know, the towels are going to be out. They're going to be ready uh, down there in New Orleans. And uh, as they say, Nolans, you know, they're going to be ready to go down there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Phoenix, this is nothing to play with. So nice win tonight. But certainly I'm not getting comfortable. That's for sure. I hear that. I hear that. That's a very... Rational, reasonable response. I would love to see it go to a game seven. I would absolutely love to see it go to a game seven. And a series that looks like it will go to a game seven is the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. Because boy, oh boy, what a game that was. At times, it looked extremely sloppy. And down the stretch, it was amazing. Huge shots from these kids, Anthony Edwards, and most importantly, John Morant winning the game with that layup. Fantastic basketball down the stretch, um, wow. you know, for both of those. I think Jaron hit a huge three with like a minute left. And then um, Anthony Edwards replies with a huge three from the corner. And then Jaron has the game-winning layup. It was all types of crazy. You really just love to see it. You really just love to see it. Um, BJ, what was your takeaway from this one? Because there was a time there, Minnesota were up big. Carney Towns was shushing the crowd and, Celebrate right, a little bit right. too early once again. And, um, right. you know, <laughs> we see how that ends up once again. Minnesota Timberwolves throw away a big lead, crumble, and lose the game. You know, I had a coach say the following. You shout praise and you whisper criticism. So before I get to the criticism of the Minnesota Timberwolves, I want to give them credit for showing up, they played to win. They played literally 47 minutes of basketball where they had a chance to win this game and they lost in the last minute of 
literally the last seconds of the game on a great, just, that was just a great individual play by a great athlete and a great player. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a great pass as well. Let's give some credit to Dylan Brooks. Beautiful inbounds pass. Yeah, the, 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 and now give Memphis credit for sticking in there. They just hung in there. I mean, they looked like they were out. Carl Towns hits a three, and they I think they were down three or four. And they just stick in there. They, they didn't panic. So I'm going to give Memphis credit as well. Mm-hmm. But, Mo, when you go back in this series, you always have to win the games you're supposed to win. This was a game they were supposed to win. They were supposed to figure this game and, and finish it. They played yep. well enough to win. They fought, played well. What a great play for Anthony Edwards to hit that three. I mean, Mo, they did everything except win the game. Now, and, and, and I, I want to talk about this just real quick. That play of Anthony Edwards hit that three. Now, I want to know your opinion, BJ. There's two schools of thought. If you're up three points and there's not much time left on the clock, there's only like three or four seconds left on the clock. Do you intentionally foul the other team so that they can make a maximum of two free throws? Or do you trust in your defense to get you a stop? Because I personally would say trust in your defense, but then shots like Anthony Edwards' ones make you think maybe they should have just fouled being up three, make them shoot the free throws. You know, in situations like that, you can't second guess yourself. And Mo, you have to, if you're going to be a good team, all right, and, 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 and you are the number one fan of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> you have to, you have to trust your defense. Okay. Memphis all year has been a really, they've been a better than average defensive team. They've, they've been good. So if you're going to win, you, you, you got to get a stop. That was just a great shot and you live with it. You know, you can second guess yourself and that's, that, that's, that's part of the game, right? Well, that's what, Coaches are going to second guess yourself. If he misses that shot, great game. If he makes that shot, uh, maybe he could have, would have, should have, ought to. In the end, you live with it. And I trust that. I trust that team on the defensive end. Now, it was just a great play. So I, I get it. There's a train of thought here, and you live with the results of it. But overall, if Minnesota loses this series, which I'm predicting they will, yes. I think it. I think this goes seven. I think they're going to go back home and they're going to be fired up and they're going to play in the crowd. We in Minnesota now. See, yeah, 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 yeah. They in our house now. Um, so I, I can see house. this coming back seven. Yeah, yeah leave leave my man Carl. <laughs> uh, Big pub. Uh, Big pub. What they call him? And you know, so I I I'm I'm I felt after watching this game when they look back on this series and they should be really proud of what they've achieved. I mean, they're playing meaningful games, make no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But when they look back on it, they're going to point to games like this and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Because mm-hmm. Mo, one thing, you know, everyone said, you know, at the end of the season, both of these teams or whoever loses is going to say next year. And they're going to be really excited about next year. But Mo, how many times have we seen next year? Hey man, and then it never that title pans, window it never is pans out. that title window so, is real, real. Yeah, you know, what, things change in a hurry, right? So I just want to see these guys 
take advantage of the situation and win the games you're supposed to win. They should have won tonight, Minnesota. But give Memphis credit. They hung in there. The crowd was fired up up there. I mean, that's a that was a tough environment. They more than anything, the crowd will the Grizzlies to a win. Yeah, they 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 just willed them. I mean, they they it was kind of tense in the first half. It was kind of tense. Yes. There was some moments I was looking at the crowd, kind of ah, it's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. So uh, I'm I'm glad they got the win. That game for the for the um, Minnesota Timberwolves, they're really going to regret throwing that one away because yes. that game there, if they win that, they can close it out on their home court. Yes, right, right. Man, you know, it is what no, it is. No, it's, yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know what? You and I get a, get a, get another treat. Hopefully we'll get a game seven out of it. Yes, sir. And it's anybody's game. And it's anybody's game. So, but what overall... I, I was thrilled with how competitive the game was. It's been a great series, a lot of trash talking. You know, the, the two smallest guys on the court, John Morant and Patrick Beverly, everybody's small except those two because they both of them, <laughs> you know, they're always, <laughs> you know, so it, it's a lot of fun, though. Man, I absolutely love to see it. thing that worries me moving forward for the Memphis Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr., we talk about it all the time, once again, fouled. Out of the game, 17 minutes fouled out, six fouls. This kid can't stay on the floor. Now they've taken Stephen right. Adams out of the starting lineup. He played no minutes. They put Xavier Tillman in at the five. He only played 15. Thank the Lord that Brandon Clark is on this team. Brandon Clark is the reason yeah, they won that game. Right. John Morant's going to get all the credit. Brandon Clark made all the winning plays. He was on the offensive glass. How many offensive rebounds did Brandon Clark come up with? He had 15 rebounds. Uh, nine of them. Well, on the offensive glass, that's huge. That's how you get back into a game. That's three points right there. Generating extra possessions for your team. Brandon Clark had a huge night, whilst Jaron Jackson Jr. had to watch from the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, listen. When you get to the playoffs, more you have to have discipline. There has to be a level of discipline, right? And right now, Jaron Jackson, who is a terrific de- defender, he has length, size, athleticism. He has all of the qualities that you want. But the discipline is just not there. So they're going to have to find a way to get him to get up to 30, 35 minutes. Some guys tonight, I think, played 44, 45 minutes. And they're going to need him, especially on the road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they can't afford for him to continue to get in foul trouble. They're already down one big by not playing uh, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. So they're just going to have to figure this one out. I mean, he's going to have to figure it out. And he's got to find a way how to play with the level of discipline and not try to be a great defender all the time. You got to be solid. Mm. And right now he's not being solid. And he's 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 overextending and, and putting himself in vulnerable situations and the defense you know, that he's playing is, uh, you know, is compromising the team right now because they need him out there. Sometimes it's enough to alter a shot instead of just going for the block. But my favorite part of the series, BJ, you know what my favorite part of it is? Is Patrick Beverly being adamant on trying to say that the Grizzlies are too small every time he scores a bucket. I know. That that too small sign. After his final too small sign, John Rant had 13 points in three minutes plus 
the game winner. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's Patrick Beverly. To you and I, that may matter. Hilarious. Patrick Beverly, it doesn't, it doesn't and, and matter. And that's what he does. You know it's what? a shame he was fouled out because I think he could have made a difference on that final possession. But it was interesting. Anyway, I can't wait for that game number seven. I don't know. Game six, if Minnesota will Timberwolves get up, they might throw the lead again away. So we've got to keep it moving, though. The first game of the evening was the Miami Heat at home without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. How about taking that? Care of How business and closing out. You talk about the hardest game in a series to close. I want to hit you with some stats. I know you don't like stats. I'm going to hit you with some stats. I do. I do like stats. Well, you always say that I do like stats. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. It's stats so here's some stats. The entire picture. So here's some stats. And you tell me if you get the picture. Okay. In the first round of this series. Guess the player I'm describing. 15.4 points per game. 31.9% from the field. 18.4% from three. And 30 turnovers. Who was that? Yeah, it, that can't be Trey Young, is it? Ice trade a gang. Ice trade a wow. gang. Trey Young was locked up. It seems like if there's not angry New Yorkers around, Trey Young doesn't really rise to the occasion because he was abysmal. Yeah, I know he had that game-winning floater in game three. Okay, cool, whatever. But the rest of the series, it was horrible. Tonight, with no Carl Lowry and no Jimmy Butler, you're supposed to be the best player on the court. Max Struess was outplaying you. Victor Oladipo, who's been missing for the past two years with injuries, outplaying you. And then when it came down, because it was a close game, they got back into it at the end. He couldn't even get himself open for a shot to close the game out. I want to credit the Miami Heat defense, which has been amazing all season long. Trey Young was a minus 54 throughout that series. It was amazing to see uh, Miami's defense really stepping up. Trey Young has got a lot of things to do. Did you see his comments after the game? I did not. What did he say? So he was talking about how he finds it hard to find motivation in the regular season now. Because it's not the same huh? as the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy who's been to one conference finals that was gifted to him by Ben Simmons having the biggest choke job in the world last season. Okay. Let's look at the Hawks playoff run last season because I've been saying this all year. Oh, no one wanted whoa, to hear whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Time out. Time out. Time out. Say that again, Mo. What did I, I'm going to find a quote. I'm going to find a quote for you right now. Okay. But while I look for the quote, I'm going to tell you this. Last season, they got to the conference finals, but it wasn't real. Finals because in the first round they played the Knicks, the four seed Knicks. Okay, that wasn't real. Second of all, then they went on and played the Sixers, where Ben Simmons had the biggest choke job of all time, and then they got through to the conference finals. So, if you think they were really a conference finals caliber team, okay, but but here we go, here we go, BJ. I think I found a quote for you. Um, Trey Young says after the game. Uh, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Oh, you're going to have to give me a second to find it. Basically said the yeah. regular season's boring. He basically said the regular season's boring. What? He said he f- he finds it hard to get going in regular season because it's not as exciting as the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna leave that one alone. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna leave that one alone because you know what, Mo, I, you, you're you're trying to get me excited. I I can't. <laughs> I, I, I I I can't. I I. I yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's so so going. so it's the regular season. I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot more boring than the playoffs. You just can't find that motivation to play like it's the playoffs. That's what he was saying, and the Hawks obviously struggled a lot through the regular season, and he doesn't take into account that 
The regular season is where the foundations and the principles of winning teams are established and built. So shout out to Trey Young, who apparently is a grizzly veteran for, for the NBA playoffs because he made the conference finals once by good fortune. Shout out to him. He had a horrendous series. Um, you know, Mo, I don't want to. You know, I was gonna let that. I was gonna let again. that slide. I was gonna let that comment slide. I wasn't. Okay, I, I was gonna let it slide because he's young. But I'm gonna <laughs> no, say no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no pun intended. But Mo, listen. Oh, man, I, I just want to choose my words carefully because, again, I, I, I can't I don't want to scream criticism. So I have to abide by my own discipline here and shout praise and whisper the criticism. I'm going to say this. The regular season matters. The reason that it matters Mo, is it allows for the individuals to come together to figure out what brand of basketball they're going to play during the regular season that possibly could give them the best chance when the games matter most, called the Mm -hmm. playoffs. And you figure that out during the regular season. when When you love what you do, Okay, you love what you do and you come out there and you play and it's not about, well, the playoffs are more exciting. I have a responsibility because if you play well during the regular season. Theoretically, it increases your chances because you're playing at home. We know, Mo, that we play better at home than we play on the road. We know, Mo, that it gives us a chance to play versus teams that, you know, if you're the first, second seed, you should, I'm not saying you always do, you should beat the eighth and seventh seed. You get the rest and every advantage necessary to play. Mm -hmm. So to hear people say that, I don't think he clearly understands what he's saying, but I, but I didn't hear the whole conversation. I just hope that, that Trey young can understand the importance of seating of what it means to be a good teammate, but more importantly, if you're going to have this fun in the playoffs, no one, Mo, no one. And we've seen a lot of great players. No one can do this alone. Mm-hmm. Mo, no one. Okay. The Celtics, they may, you could argue right now that before the series, you could have debated who was the best player in the series. Mm-hmm. But no one can debate who was the best team. And whoever is going to be crowned champion this year, Mo, yeah, they're going to have the best team. And I would just hope that he can learn from this mistake so that hopefully he can really understand and experience what it means to play and hold yourself accountable. You know, everyone can't win a championship. Okay. And some players win, some players, some players don't, 
But I would hope that he would find the joy in the journey of saying, I'm committed because the season is the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You don't just start the playoffs after the 82. Ask the Lakers. <laughs> Ask the Lakers what happened this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and know the, what I mean? And the folks? Nets. And the Nets, too. And the Nets. And you, you, I would hope, Mo, that you understand every game counts. Mm-hmm. Every shot counts. Every practice counts. You don't get to the playoffs without putting in the work in the summer, without practicing during the season, without having all of the the discipline and all of the things. So I would just hope that he would maybe re-examine that statement because he's a terrific player and say, you know what? What you do in the summer matters, Mo. Mm -hmm. Mo, you don't just show up and win a championship. No, you actually start, you show up in the, in the, in the summertime when no one's looking while everyone else is on vacation, you're in the gym. That's when you win a championship. Cause let me tell you something right now, the best player in the game, Giannis, let me tell you what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Mo, I, I seen him. Okay, Mo. Okay, Mo. Okay, Mo. And, 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 and just let that be an example. Just let that be an example. So let's move on. And hopefully he will learn from this because mm-hmm. Mo, that, that, that's not how it is. No. Well, he will have a lot of time in the offseason now because the Hawks have been sent home in tonight's game, the Miami Heat advance. But let's look ahead to tonight, BJ. We've got two exciting yes. games, both of which can yes. be closeout games at home. Milwaukee Bucks against Chicago Bulls. No Zach Levine, mm. who's in the COVID protocols. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm assuming yes. that the Milwaukee Bucks take care of business. I don't think there needs to be too much to be discussed. Do you think Zach Levine not being there can inspire his teammates to step up and do something crazy? I don't think so. I think Milwaukee, I think they the the, the giant is up now. They woke up, they they woke mm-hmm. up the giant with that mm-hmm. game with game two. Yeah, that's what okay. I was saying. And there was a glimmer of hope. They're going back, series tied, 1-1. And Milwaukee was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it was one guy. No. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think they're going to take care of business, close this out, and get ready for the next series. Because you know what? I do know this. There's going to be a lot of green. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of green in round two. And <laughs> 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 you know what, Mo? <laughs> You know what, Mo? I wouldn't be mad if you and I just stuck to one series because I don't want to miss a moment of this series. Mm. Why? Because, Mo, we're going to see some great talent. We're going to see some great team defense. We're going to see some great team offense. We're going to get coaching. You know, Boston has the fan base. That's going to be, that's going to be a rowdy, ruckus crowd. Same in Milwaukee. Hey, we're gonna we gotta save this for the preview episode after the matchup well, is set. Let's, I, I, let's, I, save, I, that. let's I, save that. Let's save that. Let's save that. Let's save that. We've got one I mean, more game. I, one more game tonight. The Devon Nuggets. Yes. Can they extend the series against Golden State Warriors in oh, man. You know what? I you know what? You know what, Mo? 
I got seduced by Brooklyn. I got <laughs> seduced. So I'm just going to stick to my principles. You know, I'm all defense wins. Again, I'm going to give Denver this. It took them four games to figure out that they had the bigger players or the taller players on the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they, I don't know what took them so long. If they're going to win, which, you know, I think the Warriors are in the drive, clearly in the driver's seat. They're going to have to play exceptional basketball inside out. And we'll see. We'll see. I think the Warriors right now understand. I think they smell, I think they smell blood. I think they know that they have to close this out in game five. Was this game five? Mm-hmm. And I think if they can, and I, and I think they're ready to do it. So, you know, I, I don't see, I don't see Denver being able to win four straight games. I just don't see that happening. Okay. Well, speaking of green, just as you mentioned there for the second round in the East, I want to give a shout out. JL Smith, North Carolina's 18 A&T yes. Academic Athlete of the Year with a 4.0 GPA. Now, if you don't know, that's very, very good grades. Over here, we don't have GPAs. We have just normal grades. Um, shouts to, to JL Smith getting his golf game going and getting back to his studies. I respect it. Everyone likes to make jokes about JL Smith and, and for some reason make Hennessy jokes. And, and all of this and all of that. Let's, let's celebrate the uh, the other things that he's doing. Um, Shouts to JR. That's been another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. We're going to be back tomorrow, breaking down both of those games. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a relatively chill podcast tomorrow, unless, of course, one of those teams can't close it out. But either way, we're going to be here bringing you the vibes. And uh, hopefully you'll be subscribed, you'll be locked in, you'll be tuned in, because the NBA playoffs continue. BJ and I are going to be right there Looks like we're going to have some special guests coming in next week as well. So you don't want to miss out on that. Make sure you subscribe, Mm. leave a review, leave a rating. I ain't going to talk too much right now. And until next time, get buckets.